This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I am your host, Sheldon Primus. Uh, this is the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. Uh, talk about training. We talk about OSHA compliance. We do a whole bunch of this show, right? That's what I'm here for. So how you doing? If you've been a student of mine, you know that's like the first thing we do the first half hour of class. I always ask them how they're doing. And we talk about, you know, them. That's what it's supposed to be, right? So how you doing? Hopefully everything's okay. I am going to put out some good juju out there. Get that good juju going for everybody. You're doing well. And so, I want to also mention, while this good juju is going about, uh, I actually would need your help with just subscribing to this podcast, which will be like really great for me. Uh, so what'll happen is as you subscribe, that's going to be information that goes to the uh, algorithms, if you will, <laughs> the Ethernet up there in Internet world. And it just shows that the show is relevant. So that's really what we're looking for here. And it also is going to be a way for us to reach out to other people who want to be consultants or are acting as consultants in uh, their safety department and uh, for their organization. So that's what I'm, I'm, I'm looking out for. That's what I'm here for. That's my, uh, my goal. And it helps if you are a subscriber. And technically speaking, I do have more listeners than I do subscribers. So I'm trying to see if there's a way I can up, up, up the subscribers and make it match the listeners. And then that's definitely a help. Uh, if you have some extra time and you would love to share this with somebody, please do. And if you could like literally spend a little bit of time and send some sort of, uh, uh, I think they just call it a review, if you will, a review uh, for the show, that'd be awesome. Man, I haven't even started, I'm asking for stuff. <laughs> So forgive me. I'm a little needy right now. You guys are got me first few seconds. <laughs> All right, give me a break. Okay, King. So let's continue our conversation with the Zoom. So uh, first session, we were just going over the Zoom uh, product, if you will, how to set up your environment. Uh, those of you that are looking at me through safetyconsultant.tv. So if you log into safetyconsultant.tv, you're good to your app store, uh, whatever device you're using, just type in safetyconsultant.tv and you're going to see uh, the product there. So uh, you that are on Safety Consultant TV, I'm, I'm actually literally showing you on the screen. You can see a video of me doing what we're talking about on the podcast. So those of you who are driving in the podcast, you know you're listening first so you can get a nice little idea of what I'm saying. And then when you get home or get to a place where you could safely log into your computer, that's when you're going to be going on to safetyconsultant.tv. You're going to watch that. Or you can listen to the podcast over and follow along there. So what we're, we're going to do now is actually going to schedule a meeting. I'm going to do a test meeting here. Uh, so that I could remember all the, the things and 
stuff they ask for. So we're going to schedule a meeting. So what we're going to do is when you select a new meeting or schedule a meeting, uh, definitely want to do a name. I'm going to do a nice little test for this one because I'm going to keep this up and we're going to enter this room and that's going to be the bulk of the rest of the tips is what are you supposed to do when you're actually using Zoom? That's really what this podcast was going to be. But um, I just, my mind started going thinking, yeah, I should probably show you guys, you know, how to do the, at least the basics, get started. So you're going to be given a, a name. You could name your event. Then underneath, you could give it a description. So um, it's really good if you could give it a nice, snazzy description, uh, depending on the event. But Honestly, if it's just like a regular meeting, just you and clients, because you could use this for that as well, then you don't really need to do a description. Uh, but just do the client name or something. Uh, do the date, but make sure you watch AM versus PM. Uh, you'll be surprised how many times that happens. So I'm just saying, make sure you watch out for AM versus PM when you're setting your schedule. Give the duration of time. And if you are doing like a 10 hour or 30 hour class and you're doing it this way because you'd filed for the alternative training, uh, then go ahead and make it a recurring meeting. And what you're going to do is you tell Zoom what interval you're going to do your meeting in. So generally I do uh, the daily meetings. So I have like three days in a row or at least two days for my 10 hour classes uh, that I do in this fashion. And so I do that by clicking after and then I tell the number of occurrences. So I say this is happening daily. I'm gonna have this thing repeat every day. And then I want this to repeat for four days in a row or something similar to that. So what will happen is they'll populate each one of these um, invites, if you will, and they'll be the same exact invite, but it's just going to be each day you're going to see it differently. And then there's a place to check for requiring password. So what you're looking for there is when you do require a password, you're asking for your um, some sort of registration is happening in order for them to get this password. This is the place you could put a paywall, a paywall. So if you are going to do and host your own events and you're going to use Zoom uh, by doing the passcode, you could do the paywall and you're allowed to change the passcode to certain different things. But when I say paywall, that doesn't mean the paywall is coming from the Zoom feature. The paywall means that you set up something where you're going to advertise your event, maybe on your own website or somewhere else. But the pay feature is coming from that other service. Uh, usually it's a landing page or something. And from there, now you get a person paid and you send them an email with a code and login user information. Uh, so that's going to be the way that you could monetize if you're looking to do that. Uh, right under the passcode, you'll have a waiting room. I always do a waiting room just in case I want people to know the event's open. But I may be doing some stuff in the background, like checking my camera and checking the volumes and all that stuff. Uh, so I may not want them in the Zoom event yet. I just want them to hang out in the waiting room. 
and in the waiting room you could play a video you could have your logo uh, there's options that uh, you could have where the person's entertained or at least uh, you're you're reaching out or marketing if you will while they're in the waiting room and then you you should have your selection of video versus audio. I don't see where I could do the changes here. Uh, for those of you watching it on the screen, it's a video and audio selection that says uh, who can have their video on, and that's going to be participant and host. And then how are how is their audio going to be coming through? And generally, the selection is going to be both telephone and computer audio. And then once you do that, you really just want to hit save and um, and then get ready to start your event. Even if it's one of these things for a client meeting that you know you got to just set up a quick meeting and you want to do it on Zoom face to face. And you can set up a meeting just in a couple of minutes. And then after that, what you want to do is you want to uh, you hit save and Zoom's going to automatically create the event. And what you're going to be left with is ways to share the event. So you could share it through um, adding it to a Google Calendar, adding it to Outlook, adding it to a Yahoo Calendar. Uh, then you have a way to have an invitation link that you could select and just send that link via email. Or you could copy a full invitation uh, format that says that Sheldon Primus invites you to, and it gives all the ways people could join the event. So that's the way that that's uh, what this information you get here is what you want to put in that email after someone pays for the event. They get this invitation coming directly from Zoom as a copy and paste from you. Uh, and you can automate that if you, you know, are familiar with email marketing. And I've got plenty of stuff related to email marketing. So uh, I'm not going to go over that. But I am going to um, direct you to previous episodes that I had that. All right, so what's happening now is I hit start. And I'm going to just start the event that we just made uh, so that I could talk you guys through that are listening in a podcast as different tips that you're going to need. And I'm going to start with the first real, real big uh, tip, if you would. And that one is going to be... I use a soundboard and this one is kind of outside of the zoom environment if you will uh, this tip if that I'm gonna give you and my soundboard is coming from the road company R-O-D-E and the road company they're just very popular with my recording in progress oh, what you guys just heard is my um, I was logging onto my Zoom. So you people that are online were able to see that on Safety Consultant TV. But those of you that are listening on the podcast, you actually, uh, you, you did not hear that. So I've got a video feed already going and my computer, it doesn't know which video to choose. So it's giving me an error on my screen about the video. Uh, so I am going to change my video feed for those of you watching on Safety Consultant TV, those of you that are listening. 
I just had to like, um, I'm recording on one camera and I have another camera that I have that I could uh, point and zoom to. So my zoom is pointed to one camera and the Berrycast system that I used to record my, uh, my safety consultant TV podcast has got the other camera. So that's what's happening in the background for you listeners. So there you go. You guys are uh, caught up with uh, the madness of podcasting versus broadcasting at the same time. See, I need a team. All right. So when you're in the Zoom environment, I'm going to show you guys and talk to you a little bit about uh, how to make this thing real fun. And you want to make this thing fun. First, I was telling you about the Roadcaster board that I have. R-O-D-E is the company. And uh, they have a product called Roadcaster Pro out there. And I'm going to link this uh, to those of you in Safety Consultant TV. I'll put a link in for it. Uh, But here is one of my buttons. I've got six buttons I could use, and uh, each button would give me a different sound, and then I have different banks as well. So I've got up to four different banks of six sounds each where I could program sounds. So in class, we in the Zoom environment, you're only going to have people's ears and their eyes, and you're going to have to try to get them to participate with their hands. And you're also going to, by giving them stuff like polls and chat box and everything else, but you're going to try to make the theater of the mind, if you will. So if you're telling a joke, (laughs) you can add your own laughter. Uh, Do your own rim shot if you need to. Right there. No one answered your question. So that's a way to, you know, get your audience out of their comfort zone just a little. And of course, this is going to be a a pricey board for some of you. Uh, So just look it up. I believe the kit that I got was the board, the mic and the mic stand. And it was around seven something US dollars back when I got it. I don't know what it is currently. But it's Roadcaster Pro, and I believe there's a Roadcaster Pro 2. And uh, I will put that up on the website. I am redoing SheldonPrimus.com. And when I do finish that, it's going to be on the resource page. So that's an aside. Outside of the Zoom room, if you don't have that, that's okay. But you are going to need to have something where your, your audio is solid and your internet is solid. So I am assuming that both of those things are true that you got really nice, clear audio and clear video. And then you also have good, strong internet because the Zoom environment, no matter what you do as far as tips and tricks, if you don't have those basics down, you're sunk. So you need that. So let's go into the Zoom environment and I'm going to at least talk you through a few of the things that you're going to see. Uh, You're going to have a microphone icon where you could basically select which microphone input you have and a few other things. Uh, You're going to have a video icon, and that's going to be for video selection, which videos you want to use, and then also backgrounds. Uh, I use Zoom backgrounds and also a chroma cam uh, background as well. Uh, You have your security button which honestly I've never really used. Uh, Participants list where it tells you who's in the room. And on the very top right, I forgot to tell you, you have your choice of views. 
you have a speaker view and then you have a gallery view and that's generally when you're going to be in a room with people you're going to be looking at that gallery view and then there's a one called immersive view and that one's kind of uh, goofy but you could literally uh, change what the environment the background looks like and in doing that you know you could elicit some fun so uh, you could do a nice little change in the zoom background and I think for the rest of the video, I'm just going to do this because yeah, I want to. <laughs> so I have actually a background that looks like a classroom uh, set up. And so basically, once your Zoom participants show up, they'll be sitting in the seats, if you will. Uh, so this is the immersive view. So when you're on TV, or excuse me, when you're online and you're checking it out and you're re-listening to this podcast, top right corner of your screen is where you're going to see the option to change views. And the one that uh, is real fun is you have your choice in immersive views, which changes the background of the Zoom room to match what you select. So that's a bad feature. Uh, you could use polling and polling is very good. You could do instant polling uh, and you could create your own poll. And what you're doing when you're doing polling, and it does take a longer time to set it up. So I do suggest that you want to set up your polling uh, to be done prior to your Zoom session. But what you're going to end up doing is uh, to create a poll, you're going to end up having to uh, go to the very bottom of your login page uh, on, the web, on the web, but it's going to be that event page that you set up. And then what you do, you're going to have a poll question that you need to set up, and then you select if it's a multiple choice or a single choice, uh, or you, uh, multiple choice meaning you can have more than one answer correct, or single choice where it's only one question that's correct. So you set that up, and as many questions as you want, you save that, and then a poll is going to be uh, set up in your Zoom environment. So a poll is really good to have. And what you're doing is you're trying to get people outside of their environment, in, which is truly their home or their office at that point, and then inside this virtual environment that you're building. So those poll questions is going to immerse them slightly and get them to actually click around in a Zoom environment. So that's going to make them feel like they're there in class with you. So that's uh, one of the ways that you could enhance your class or enhance your session. But you're going to have to do your poll questions ahead of time. Uh, some of your poll questions, you want to do questions that are going to help you with some demographic stuff as well. Uh, so take the opportunity to, to, to do that. So, uh, for instance, let's say you're thinking about creating a course or a product for your demographic that's doing your event. Uh, then you can ask a question as, um, uh, would you be interested in a course related to this product or, or excuse me, related to this topic? And just put that up as one of the poll questions in the session while you're talking about the topic. And then at that point, you now could uh, see in real time if this is a project work taking on or not so it's it's a good way to to get some good information in real time from your workers it's workers from your clients or your members 
Uh, the next one is the chat feature. Instead of asking rhetorical questions, ask questions. And uh, in some cases, you're going to have to ask open questions because you don't have context for everyone's um, experience. So in order to get past that, you're going to have to get used to asking open questions. Uh, open questions could be something similar to, has anybody worked with permit-required confined space before? And if you got a Zoom environment with uh, 20 different people, you know, 20 different boxes, and half of them have that experience, they're probably a good five of them are going to unmute at the same time and you're going to have chaos. So that's an open question. Uh, you are probably going to want to, since you don't know who has that experience, you're going to probably want to create more of an order. So you're going to ask that question and say, put it in the chat. So that's now going to give you some order so that you're not going to get everyone to unmute. And then from there, you take the chat answers and you say, oh, Adam, I see that uh, you have experience in permit required confined space. And then you can ask a pointed question to Adam about his experience without having everybody open the mic and have chaos. So that's one of the things you'll have to think about is utilize your chat box to help you with your open ended questions. And then you could now engage the person specifically because now you have more context about their experience. And then you could call on them individually and try to get to everybody in your group, uh, however long your meeting is, uh, just so that you could have a, a, a personal experience with that individual. So that's why I don't like too large of a class because you're gonna miss out on that. 20 seems to be the sweet spot. And if it's a one day event, then that's going to be harder for you to make, uh, to have some sort of relationship, if you would, uh, in the class, like you would if you're physically in a session with someone. Uh, so you're going to have to really try to get those moments in there. And that's going to be frequent touch base sessions. You know, hey, Jimmy, what do you think about this? Or uh, in the chat box, tell me if anyone has any experience on this issue. Oh, so you got experience? Tell us about it. So now you're you're expanding your class a little. You're getting people to engage, and they're getting away from the the goofiness of being in the in the Zoom environment. Uh, goofiness for them, you know, it's something that they may not be used to. Uh, going down the bottom of the toolbar, you're going to see something called breakout rooms. That's real good. Uh, so if you have an even number or odd number of people, it doesn't matter. You actually could have separate breakout rooms. And what that is, is the Zoom environment will create different mini Zoom environments. And uh, that's going to just put those people together in those uh, breakout rooms. And what you could do at that point is you could have the computer automatically do it. You could have... Uh, you can assign manually yourself who goes in which room, or you could let the participant choose which room they want to go to. So for instance, if you say, I'm going to color the code the rooms, and you select which color you want to go to. So in the back of your brain, you're, you're looking at people trying to pick their favorite color or something that means to them, and now that's a significance, and you could ask later on, hey, why did you choose the color for this room? And you're going to get a backstory. Uh, so you could do that as an icebreaking session, session or something similar. Uh, so you got your breakout rooms, you create the rooms, and then you want to go to option and you want to say how long is each room going to be open and it gives you some options as to what the participants can do in the rooms.
But what you're really looking for the most is time. How long uh, you have each person in the room. So at this point, you're going to have to instruct them that they need to look at their screen and they're going to get a notification that says uh, you are going to be invited into a breakout room by the host. And then they're going to have to select uh, an actual uh, button that pops up on their screen to enter into this breakout room. So again, you're, you're getting them more immersed into uh, your event. But now in the breakout room, this is a chance for ne networking. So it's going to be peer-to-peer -peer networking. So I always give them a little heads up saying, all right, we're going to be in a breakout room so you guys could talk about this issue. Uh, what I'm looking for is if you got to go to the restroom, great time to do that. Uh, but I want you to talk to each other and network make sure you do that yes talk about what their your assignment is if you will but then also you know hey introduce yourselves so now what you're doing is you're creating a little bond a little bit of friendship inside this environment and you could have the same uh group in one or two sessions and then randomly select another group and then do that keep them in one or two sessions together and i suggest do a few breakout rooms just for networking uh, when they're all in their own rooms you get to go in you can check with them and 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 get them in a small group and make sure that uh, you are meeting their needs in a smaller group especially if you have a group of 20 uh, so that's going to help you in many ways and it's going to make it where your uh your event is going to be remembered uh reactions is also a way you could get your event going so sometimes you might actually want to tell people to you know hit the celebrate button or a heart button or you yourself might do that as uh, someone is talking but you do want to tell them that the raise hand feature is in the reaction area so just in case someone wants to reach out to you and raise their hand, then you now will uh, have already got them used to that by telling them where to find that. Uh, there are some app features in here, and some of them are just like goofy type uh, features. And uh, I have not really explored those as much. I hadn't had the time. So if you have explored the apps that you could use with Zoom, uh, tell me about it. Send me an email, sheldon at sheldonprimus.com. Sheldon at SheldonPrimus.com. I'll be very interested in seeing what you guys have used that. And then there's a the whiteboard feature. You could use a whiteboard feature. For me, it seems to crash a lot, but generally what you're going to be doing there is literally going to be writing out as if you're on a chalkboard or a regular whiteboard, whiteboard in, a, in a classroom, but you're going to be using your, uh, your mouse uh, to actually simulate your pen on the board. It's not bad to have. Uh, under the more section, you could actually go live with your events. So for instance, if you want to do the Zoom environment and do a little snippet of it on a live stream, so people can see the first session or something similar, you could do that here. Do that with YouTube and a few other places where you could customize your live stream. So that is pretty much the overview that I really wanted to go over with you guys, but I want to at least give you, before we, we go, go, uh, go, go, <laughs> wake me up. 
before we go. go. Uh, so what I'm uh, looking for, it's probably really bad, it's not what you wanted, uh, is I want to make sure that you, you understand just some principles. Uh, as you're looking at your workers or workers or your students or whoever they are in the Zoom environment, uh, they're going to have their home or their office or whatever as their key distraction right there. They're going to have familiarity. So you're going to need to keep getting them in. Sometimes I do that by, by, by looking at the boxes and seeing the different things behind them. And I might bring that into class, especially if there's uh, a pet that's coming by to visit, you know, you get, you know, point that out hey man that's a beautiful dog uh, what kind of cat is that Sue? and uh and yes this digressing is taking you away from your material for a little but it's humanizing you and humanizing the event and it's going to make people feel more comfortable and cozy and you're trying to blend their environment because you can't take away the physical environment that they're in However, you're going to try to get them to incorporate the virtual environment into their physical environment as best as you can. So you're going to try to incorporate uh, what you're seeing in the boxes. I literally tell people, bless you, when they sneeze uh, because I'm able to see that. And it helps with the rapport. That's why I like the Zoom environment because you can see your, your students. And that's a big thing for us trainers. We need that. So that is it. You guys, you're going to kill it. You're going to do these Zoom events. You guys are going to have some fun. It's going to be something that you could do and you could conquer. Let me know how they are. And if you need help hosting an event, reach out to me. I have many, 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 many products and services that I could use uh, to help your events go strong. And uh, my brother and I started Primus Global Media. Uh, so we could host things now. So right now we're working on the site and all that. You know how brothers go. We're getting everything together. <laughs> so email me and we could we have everything we need. We could get you service, no problem. We're just working on the uh, the infrastructure for our website and all that stuff. But we got the hosting stuff down. So let us host your uh, your services for you. So send me an email, Sheldon at SheldonPrimus.com. And I am out of here. Go get him. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Brimus.